0: yo yo what it is welcome to album nerds podcast two longtime friends get together and recommend some music based on what we've been listening to lately glad to have you here alongside me as always part of the album nerds podcast entourage i have the (laughs) the dude what's up buddy
1: is an entourage to two fellas that Spend way too much time listening to music. Is that We're an We're building
0: entourage? it. It's, it's it's growing. It's Got growing, it. you know.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. What we do here, if you don't know, is, like Andy mentioned, we talk about albums. We each pick a handful of them, three each, each show, present them, talk about them a little bit, make recommendations for you guys, the listeners, so you you know can find some cool stuff to check out. Hopefully, you'll like it as much as we do. On today's show, we're going to be covering rock, country, hip-hop, thrash metal, and jazz, my friends. It's Whoa. a cornucopia. What a mix. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. uh, something for everybody. That's right.
0: We try to please everybody here. Well, not really. <laughs> These are mostly records that we picked, but... Uh... <laughs> Anyway, before we jump into those mighty fine records, I just want to mention, please do check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Album Nerds, and you can follow along on Spotify Just search for Album Nerds, and we have a playlist of all the tracks we're going to feature on the show today. Let's jump in and talk about these records. All right, for my first pick here on today's show, I'm talking about a band that I've been following for what seems like most of the 2000s, uh, a fairly well-known rock group by the name of Baroness. They put out a record entitled Golden Grey uh, earlier in 2019. We are going to play a cut towards the end of the record. This is Borderlines. So I'm a pretty big fan of this group. Um, I was kind of waited with bated breath as the singles were starting to come out earlier this year. And then when the album finally dropped, it's a pretty massive record. Um clocking in at over an hour. Um, I was initially kind of disappointed. I wasn't in love with the sound they have here. It's a little bit more accessible than their past records. That could be in large part due to the big changes in their lineup. Um, John Basley, who's really the only member... Left from the original group um, that put out those kind of more metal sounding records uh, that I loved on the red and blue records, Um, the sound they have today is quite a bit different. So, not necessarily bad or good, but uh, what do you think about where they've ended up with the sound they have today, man?
1: I like it. I mean, it is definitely more melodic and poppy, and not. I would never think this is a Baroness album and I don't know how many people that are listening are familiar with their stuff, but it's a little more uh typically a little harder rock, stoner rock, metal ish, right, Andy? Yeah. I mean, for yeah, that? I would yeah. Say it's
0: stoner metal, totally.
1: Yeah. And this just doesn't sound like that to me. Like it reminded me a little bit of sort of eighties gothy pop Cure the cure and stuff like that. I know you don't necessarily hear that, but that's what I hear here. It's a, like lovelorn, heartfelt. I don't know. It's good. It, long, very long, but it's yeah. a you know it was cool. Uh, I didn't at first when when I first came out. I was like, this doesn't sound like them. And then you made me come back to it. So thank you. Yeah.
0: No, I was. I felt the same way. I listened to the hell out of this record when I first came out, and I really thought I would like it. But I didn't get into it until just a few months ago. It's a very much a, a album, album, and that it, it's intended to be played start to finish. It's not really a collection of songs so much as their previous record, Purple, was really a good, cohesive set of songs. This is really more of a, a long play, start to finish. Um, and in that regard, I think it's excellent. There's times where it gets really sparse and quiet, and there's just like some beautiful, like little electronic interludes between some of the longer songs that helps to make it feel like more of a cohesive statement. But I think if you give this the time, it can grow on you for sure. And I end up really liking it now and uh, enjoy listening to it quite a bit. Yeah, if you're not familiar with that, it might be a good place to start. Again, the record is Golden Grey by Baroness and it came out earlier
1: in 2019. All right, so moving on to my first pick, which is a country album and certainly not overproduced. (laughs) <laughs> this one is from a guy named Zach Bryan The album is called Deanne And the track is called Sweet Deanne This world's not meant for showing mercy I got pictures of us that hurt me Cause I'm squeezing you and you're smiling through That flash upon the wall Sweet Deanne, i miss you so And your words go where i go I don't know But I'll sing them loud and slow So you he can hear me from the heavens And you he can draw my thunder down I miss having you around But in my heart you're always found All right, so that was Zach Bryan with uh, the song Sweet Deanne from the album Deanne. It's uh, independently recorded and released via streaming and social media, which is one of the things that's so kind of cool about this i mean this guy is just a guy he's a early 20s guy from uh oklahoma he started writing songs started playing them on youtube and then him and his friends decided to make an album and they rented an airbnb put some mattresses against the wall bought some equipment at guitar center and made a record and released it on spotify and it's getting a lot of attention in the country (laughs) music world for its rawness, its heartfelt emotion, good songwriting. I mean, this guy's developing. Andy, what did you think about this, man? I mean, this is like the polar opposite of what we just talked about. So. Yeah, it's a, yeah exactly. Uh, it's pretty stripped down, pretty basic, pretty raw, but I
0: think country does that super well. Uh, this guy is very talented, man. I watched a few videos of him on YouTube, and I was kind of taken back by his... Um, prowess on the guitar and like the real heartfeltness in his voice it seems like country in general has a really good crop of young guys who have like really old souls you know think of like culture wall and how mature he sounds and this guy sounds like he's in that same vein
1: he's learning he's learning the right songs this guy he's in the navy he's been all over the world he's currently in the navy don't know if this is going to turn into like a touring musician or what He plan- he doesn't As of now, there's not a lot of info out there, but Saving Country Music has some info if you go to their website. Who knows what this is going to yield, but it's a cool little snapshot of a guy's life, and that song is about his mom, I believe. From what I read, she passed away. Her name was Deanne. The album is dedicated to her, and a lot of the songs are just about missing her, trying to get through life, uh, trying to understand relationships, and just the usual stuff that young people deal with, but it is so... Just like you're sitting, I mean, I say this all the time, like you're sitting in the room with someone. But this literally is. I mean, it was recorded in a freaking Airbnb. <laughs> yeah,
0: it sounds really intimate, and I think that's a really strong quality of it. Yeah, I didn't realize it was about his mom, but it makes total sense now looking back through the track list. That's a great topic for somebody that age who hasn't dealt with a lot of, you know, heartbreak on their own, but maybe has a family. Familiar tie that they can talk about in that same oh, manner.
1: Yeah. Well, he grew he up cool. as a Navy kid traveling around the world too, and now does it on his own. So he's seen, he has a lot of experience too, but mm. a different kind. So yeah, right. I, I highly recommend checking this out. It's getting a lot of internet buzz. You never know. This might get, maybe he gets signed to a record label. They pull this thing down and make a proper album out of it. Who knows? Just be on the lookout for it. Please do check it out. Zach, Brian, Deanne. It's, it's a pretty cool little project.
0: Cool find, man. Yeah, that's a uh, seems like he could have some real potential in the in the music industry. Right, moving on for my second pick here, doing something totally different. Hip hop record here by an artist that I've been kind of mm, lukewarm on over his career, but I think he really found his stride here. I'm talking about Tyler the Creator and his 2019 record Igor uh, We're gonna play a cut from the middle of the record. This is "New Magic Wand." Yes, yeah, so this record was a huge surprise to me. Um, I listened to all of his previous projects, but never really loved anything he had done. He kind of comes from like this kind of nerdy type of sensibility in hip hop. He was part of the, um, the odd future uh, collective back in the early 2010s there. And he really takes a kind of a left turn in terms of the production style on this record. And I really have come to love it. It has much more of a pop quality, much more musically oriented song structures and you might get in a rap record um lots of soul samples on here it reminds me a lot of something Kanye West would do and I think he was involved with the project There's like a real gloss and shine to these songs which I really kindle of. love I think it works pretty well what did you think of this record man I know it's isn't really your sweet spot in terms of genre but did you find any uh redeeming qualities to it
1: Yeah, like you said, it's a little, it's got a little more of a pop sensibility, although I I don't want to be rude and correct you, but I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Igor. If you've seen Young Frankenstein, you would understand (laughs) how it's really pronounced. I mean Frankenstein. Frankenstein. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, it was okay. I didn't get enraged immediately, as I often do when it comes to, you know, I get like 15, 20 minutes into these things, and I'm like, is this done yet? But this wasn't. You know, it was not torture for the old dude. So, <laughs> <laughs> for whatever that's worth. That's, uh, that's progress, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh. No, I think he's really made
0: something that's pretty accessible, but still has, like, his kind of stamp on hip-hop. The album itself focuses on an arc of a relationship, um, primarily on its kind of unraveling and, and falling apart towards the end. And, you know, Tyler has, like, a really... Good sense of humor towards the whole thing. You can tell he's heartbroken, but he's still kind of like, you know, in the end, he just wants to be friends. Like, he's kind of like a, a lovable teddy bear sort of guy, in my personal opinion.
1: A lot of good press. I know that much.
0: Yeah, it's been received pretty pretty favorably. I know he's doing some big touring right now across the country.
1: Yeah, I think he's going in a good
0: direction here. It's cool to see somebody doing something new that's not exactly in one genre or the other. So, good for you, Tyler, the creator. If you check out his record, Igor. Think you might think you might take it.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. So switching gears just for a moment, I want to uh, take a couple of seconds here to thank all of you for listening to and supporting the Album Nerds podcast. And I'm sure you all love listening to podcasts almost as much as listening to music and to us talking about music. Uh, but there's a new fun way to listen to podcasts called Podcoin. It's an app that you can use to listen to this podcast and every other podcast. It actually kind of pays you. So, for the time you spend listening to podcasts, you earn these things called Podcoin. You can use the Podcoin to earn and claim gift cards, or you can donate them to charity. So, you just listen to podcasts just like you already do. You earn a little something and have fun listening while you do it. So, go get the uh, Podcoin app on iPhone or Android. Use the invite code Album Nerds, and you'll get 300 PODCOIN just for signing up if you use our code. So go give the PODCOIN app a try today. Thank you, PODCOIN. Uh, okay, so back to the music. This one is from a band that we've talked about on the show before, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard of Australia. The album is Infest the Rat's Nest and the song is called Planet B. Okay, that was King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard with Planet B from the album Infest the Rat's Nest. came out here in August of 2019. Yeah, King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard, Australian band. Been together since, Andy, what, 2012? Does that sound right?
0: Feels like forever,
1: but yeah, yeah probably well, about that. <laughs> 15 albums in. These guys are like a seven-piece band. They just make tons of – it's more like psychedelic rock for the most part. But all sorts of different experimentations and different types of albums and different sounds. This one is thrash metal, which I don't think they have done before. Uh, like old Metallica, old Slayer, uh, things of that nature. Double bass kick drum. I guess three of the guys did a lot of the songwriting on this. And um, But what's cool about it, it's not just a thrash album. It's not just another experiment. It's also about... The world and about the destruction of the earth and that song planet b is about us needing to there is no planet b we need to find another place to inhabit because we're wrecking this one and um the first half of the album kind of covers that uh, that whole idea about trying to find a way to get um away from the earth set in the near future all about ecological disaster the second half is about a group of rebels attempting to settle on Venus after being forced to leave Earth. That's in the far future. Andy, what do you think about these wacky dudes and this new approach on this? Maybe they'll make a polka album next. Who the hell knows? What would <laughs> you think, man? There's
0: a chance they might. You never know what you're going to get with these guys. That's that's why I love them so much. Like, they're extremely versatile. Everything they do is very high quality. I think it's a ton of fun records ton of fun to listen to. Um, it's a pretty quick listen. It's pretty aggressive. And, uh, yeah, I love the sci-fi like, just vibe on this whole thing, talking about outer space and, you know, colonizing the other planets and but it does all tie back to like climate change and shit that's actually happening here. And in that respect, I think it's probably their strongest record in this sort of harder rock vein. It feels very focused and, you know, there's not really like any sort of weird... Spoken word passages or interludes calling this thing back. It's just kind of like cut and dry, mm-hmm. thrashing all the way through. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's a thrash metal album with some... Um, you know, it's not the best thrash metal album of all time. It's, no. They're not Metallica. No. But it's cool. It's good, and you get your head going, and it's got that funny theme to it, and the whole just, you know... These are guys that are passionate about making music, and that makes it fun to listen to. So... You gotta go check it out, y'all. You gotta go check out all of their crazy stuff. The album before this was about fish, so go check <laughs> out King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Infest the rat's nest, and if you don't dig the if you don't dig the uh, thrash stuff, go s- listen to some of their other ones. They're a lot of fun. Uh, Infest the rat's nest once again. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Fun to say. I'll say it as many times as I can. <laughs> Andy, your turn. <laughs> yeah
0: they're such a cool band probably one of the funnest bands putting out music right now in my opinion but yeah i think uh i think i hear some friends coming down the hallway man are you serious yeah i hear them i hear the little pause on the on the paneling Ah, uh, yes it's about that time to talk about some records from back in our collection
1: old dogs that's right <clears throat> excuse me old dogs <laughs>
0: All uh, right, so my, my old dog pick here is is a fairly old dog. It's uh, from 1957 from one of my personal favorite jazz musicians, Thelonious uh, Monk, and we're going to be talking about his record, Brilliant Corners. The track we're going to feature is called, I don't even know, it's called <laughs> Panacana. How
1: would you say that, man? Panana? Pinocchio? I don't know, dude. Panacchia? Panacchia? It's like wow. it's like three words, but not really any of them. <laughs> anyway. Panica. Panonica? Panonica. That sounds good. All right. Let's let's play Put it. Put on your yarmulke. It's Time for panonica. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> Just play this one.
0: All right, that was Panica <laughs> Panica <laughs> from Brilliant Corners by Thelonious Monk.
1: You don't have to say it to listen to it, yeah. You really don't, you can still appreciate it.
0: Um, man, so this record, wow, it's I would say is among the, the essential records from that that sort of like bop air of jazz in the 50s and early 60s. Um, absolutely love this record, it's one of my go to's just for jazz in general. I think it's one of Thelonious's best, and that in large part is due to the lineup here. you got Thelonious on piano, but he's also joined by Sonny Rollins, who we've talked about on the show, I think, a couple times now. Uh, mm-hmm. on tenor sax, Max Roach, legendary in his own right, on drums, Oscar Pettiford on bass, and they play together exceptionally well. Start to finish, there's a real like free and looseness to the sound on this record, punctuated by some very bold soloing. Uh, it's Man, if you're if you're new to Thelonious Monk at all, I think this is a really great place to jump into his catalog. He has a ton of releases from this period, but I think this is one that really encapsulates kind of the best of all his qualities.
1: Yeah, I made the mistake when trying to find this on the streaming services. I went to Thelonious Monk and started scrolling through the albums instead of just looking it up by title. Don't do that, folks. You will get Carpal Tunnel. Yeah. There's so many releases and compilations and whatever. Look it up by the title. It's cool, man. I mean, Linious Monk is cool. Jazz is always fun to listen to and soothing and emotive, but you, you can kind of sink into it. You don't have to pay super close attention all the time because there aren't lyrics and you can just enjoy it. And I love how they have all these collaborations in a way that it's the band, but it's not like today's collaborations where everyone's got to be called out and have their moment. You know, it's just musicians... Vibing, and that's one of the greatest parts of jazz is that communication between musicians, and this does it perfectly.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's well said, man. The interplay here, especially Thelonious, kind of leads the way through these songs, but everybody else riffs off them just beautifully. And it's it's very complex at times the rhythms they're creating, but they always need to bring it back together uh just in a seamless way that just makes it, I think, completely engrossing. Yeah, um, if y- if
1: y'all are like me. You rely on Andy to remind you to listen to jazz, because I forget. So let's all take a moment to thank Andy. <laughs> thank you, Andy. But yeah, it is yeah, fun yeah. listening to.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I love the spirit in jazz, and I think this is one of the best records from it. So definitely check it out if you get a chance. It's uh, Thelonious Monk, Brilliant Corners from 1957.
1: My woof woof, that's my new cool catchphrase, hashtag woof woof for Old Dog uh, album, <laughs> is not jazz It's a little rock and roll from the early 2000s It's the Kings of Leon with the album Youth and Young Manhood And here's the song Molly's Chamber. Okay, once again, that was the Kings of Leon with Youth and Young Manhood, song Molly Chambers, released July 2003. I love Kings of Leon, and y'all probably know who they are, especially from the Sex on Fire and, and uh, stuff from, I don't know when that was, 2010-ish. Love this album, it's Stripped Down, it's punk and garage rock and Southern rock, all mixed in one, simple. It's about dudes in their 20s and, the you know, living the life, youth and young manhood. These guys were raised by a preacher. They traveled with them. And by this point in their lives, as they were forming their own opinions and listened to the Rolling Stones, they started living a little crazy. And that's what a lot of these songs are about. Molly's Chambers, of course, is about a gal that just drives them crazy. Andy, what are your thoughts on this record? I think it's kind of forgotten in the in the, Kings Leon are not remembered for this.
0: Yeah, they really blew up later in their career and maybe shifted their sound a little bit towards that larger audience at that point. But this is still my favorite of their records. It's the first time I've come back to it in a few years. Um, and I think, you know, there's probably about half of it I really think is great. Like Molly's Chambers who played there and, and probably three or four other songs. Um, but there's some holes on here. I think there's some spots where it doesn't sound quite as exciting as I remember it sounding. In retrospect, I mean, think about this time in music is like 2000, early 2000s. Now we had like the Black Keys were coming up and then really big. So if I had to go back and pick between the two of them, you know, I might pick the big come up over this record. But I think they're both both pretty solid in their own right.
1: Yeah, for me at the time, I'd lost everything. All of my band, (laughs) all of my music. Everything crumbled around here. I was in my 30s by this point, (laughs) early 30s, and yeah, it had moved on. Everyone had moved on, and then this stuff started coming out, and it was gritty and real and stripped down and wasn't overblown and overproduced, and that's what I liked about it, and I still do. And as they grew up, they became a little more filled out with the sound, a little more aware of hooks and trying to – You know, be U2-ish They kind of got U2-ish You know And they still put out records, they still tour I kind of lost interest around the time of The Sex on Fire But they're still a very talented band And uh, the first three records are great And this is my favorite for sure So please, y'all The old dog, he's a barking at ya His name is Kings of Leon The album is Youth and Young Manhood Go check it out if you haven't heard it before Go check it out if you have and forgot how cool it is
0: Word up. All right, that's about do it for today's show. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, Be sure and tell us what you're listening to and what records we should talk about next. You need to email the show, podcast at albnerds.com. We'd love to hear from you.
1: We really would. But on the other side, you can also subscribe to and download the show in all the usual podcast places. If you'd like to do us a big favor, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're feeling really generous, make it a good one. Five stars. Tell us some nice things. Maybe we'll read it on the show. And remember, those playlists for all these songs we talked about today are available on Spotify and at our website. So uh, go check those out.
0: Word up. Catch you guys in a couple of weeks with some more album recommendations. Until then, uh, happy listening.
1: We will miss you. Bye bye. <laughs> See ya.